Welcome to the Building Healthy Organizations podcast. We understand how the human brain works and how that impacts behavior in the workplace. I'm glad you joined us today for our continued journey to understand how to build a healthy organization. I'm sitting in a business owner's office after he has told me all of the things that are wrong with his organization. And then it happens. He says the words that I knew were going to boil to the surface. They just need to check their emotions at the door when they come to work. Really, I thought? So many different things went through my mind in that moment. But here's what I said. You didn't. He responded to me, What do you mean I didn't? So by this time, he's getting red in the face, his breathing and heartbeat have accelerated, and I can tell this because of the vein that's sticking out on the side of his head. So I calmly say back to him, what are you feeling right now? And here's his response. I'm angry. I'm frustrated. What is wrong with these people? Emotions have no place at work. And then I remained silent for an uncomfortable amount of time. It takes longer than I think for the owner to realize what just happened. And then the moment I've been waiting for arrives. To his credit, he realized that what he was accusing his people of, he had just displayed himself. This was a turning point for this owner. Years later... He is a very different leader because of this. There's a couple of things I want to focus on in this story. People are not going to be able to check their emotions at the door. As a matter of fact, leaders don't want that. If you take out emotions like excitement, satisfaction, reward, belonging, hope, joy... You take out the very source of energy and motivation that people need to meet the next challenge or to take advantage of the next opportunity. The second thing I want to focus on in the story, why did it take the owner so long to realize his display of emotion? Because that is what emotion does in our brain especially strong emotions. Emotions can suppress our higher cognitive functions. What are those? Critical thinking, logical thinking, problem solving, strategic thinking, really a lot of the executive part of our brain that does the hard work of thinking things through and coming out with best possible results. The truth is, it takes several seconds for the flush of neurochemicals released by an emotion to clear out of our brains. Remember the old saying, count to 10 when you're mad? There's real science behind that. Now, I want you to think of a time recently, that would help, when you have experienced strong emotions. What was the situation? What was your reaction? 
what, did you find it difficult to think clearly and objectively in that moment or in that short period of time? And would you go back and change anything if you could? That's what I want to focus on today. Emotions and emotional complexity in the workplace has only increased. If you want your team to be a high-performing team, we got to figure out the equation to reduce the emotional load and the emotional complexity so that your team can function at that higher level. Emotions are not complex in their makeup. They're simply neurochemicals that are released in the brain that do two primary things. They provide information and they provide energy to tell you to do something. That's what an emotion is. Here's where they get complex. Emotions do not always come by themselves. As a matter of fact, they tend to come in a cascade of emotions where one may turn into a different emotion into a different emotion. So we're calling those a complex group of emotions. In addition, your brain wants to engage the old fight-flight-freeze methodology or response when certain emotions kick in. This may have been great when you're running away from a bear or a tiger. It's not so great in the modern workplace. This is when higher cognitive thinking skills get harder to access and create more challenges. And our reaction when those emotions are triggered could create issues of their own. We have to be thoughtful about how we react. Do we respond overreact? The responsiveness is a better approach. What does emotional complexity look like in the team? Or how do high-performing teams overcome that challenge? This is the final part of a six-part series on high-performing teams. While this topping is coming last, it's probably one of the most important of the six topics. Our world has become more complex. The pace of change is constantly accelerating. Even the nature of the workplace has changed. We have hybrid, we have virtual, we have in-house, we all kinds of different modes of, of the workplace. High-performing teams have figured out how to navigate the emotional complexity of the new workplace. And that workplace could also be their home. So how does that start? It starts with the team leader. Let me read you a quote from the recently released Six Seconds Team Vitality Report 2022, which is now being called the Workplace Vitality Report because it really does have overarching implications. As leaders face 
unprecedented emotional complexity in the new landscape of remote and hybrid work, building and maintaining trust should remain a top priority. And I would add to that, create the environment that will be most conducive to helping your team get to become a high-performing team. That is trust building. It's also great connections with your team members. It's also an environment of psychological safety where people feel free to challenge things, to discuss just about anything that's appropriate in the workplace, but really to create that environment that frees people up to talk about the things that are on their mind or that they're having emotional reactions to. All of that is a part of creating the environment where your team can become a high-performing team or at least increase the current level of performance. So how do high-performing teams navigate the emotional complexity in our world today? Here are a few key elements that can be focused on and can be practiced. A clear understanding of what is expected of them, both as a team and as an individual team member. The next, a commitment to the team by each team member. Just a a true commitment. The next is a set of accountability practices that keep the team focused on what's important. And then an ongoing process of reflection, which is thinking about what worked, why did it work, how can we do more of that, what didn't work, why did it not work, how do we avoid that in the future. And one of the last points on this is celebrating wins. Why do we celebrate? To lock in a winning attitude. That's important. To lock in learning. How did we get to that win? And also, celebrating is so important to create energy and motivation for the next set of challenges. Notice most of these key elements are not directly related to emotional drivers. But from these come a set of emotional drivers that create and sustain success. Let's talk more about that. As I said, the past six weeks have really been a focus on the characteristics of high-performing teams. What are the traits, the characteristics? What is making them? a high-performing team. And a lot of this is coming out of brand new research that was just released. Here's a few things to review. Teams that celebrate are 25 times more likely to have long-term success. Joyful teams are 10 times more likely to be high-achieving and to be satisfied. And trust predicts 72% of the outcome scores. And outcome scores are things that are important to teams. Results, satisfaction, those the things that 
really drive a team that are, are wonderful scores to watch. And we talked earlier in this series about assessments that can help you actually measure those scores, both in the drivers, which are trust, execution, teamwork, motivation, and change, or the embracing of change, how willing and adaptable a team is around change. Those are the drivers of success in a team. And the outcome scores are just as important. Trust predicts 72% or more of those outcome scores. So these are just a few of the characteristics uh, in high-performing teams. We also know leadership of a team is critical to team success. The impact of leadership has a massive impact on team success. Is the leader inspirational in their approach or are they more enforcer? Um, you might tell from my tone of voice that I care more for one than the other. There's a massive difference in outcomes between those two leadership styles, inspirational versus enforcer. Inspirational leadership creates far better results. Something interesting is happening in high-performing teams, and I want to focus on that for a few minutes. There is something present that is missing from other teams, and that is a true success pathway and a clear set of accountabilities. If you look closely enough at high-performing teams, those two elements will be present. A clear understanding of what our success pathway is. How do we as a team and I as a team member reach success? And the other thing that is present is a set of accountability practices that keeps us as a team, me as a person, focused on what's most important and focused on what I need to be focused on. I call these liberating structures. And it may seem odd when we talk about something like emotional complexity. It may seem odd that emotional complexity can be better navigated with structure and practices, but think deeper about it for just a minute, and I think you'll see what I mean by this. If you create what I call liberating structures, structures and practices that free people up to engage their very best efforts, then you're going to see greater success. I think that's common sense, right? The outcome of this from an emotional perspective, is more satisfaction, more enjoyment, more hope, more reward, more excitement. These are the very emotional drivers that provide energy and motivation to achieve and to succeed. Have you ever heard the phrase, success breeds success? Well, in reality, it's the learning and the emotional drivers from past successes that drive future success. The learning gives us the knowledge 
The emotional drivers, drivers give us the energy. That is what is going to lead us to success in the future as an individual and as a team. But there's a next step. There is more that can be done. We want to equip people to prosper. So if you visited our website, you've seen that phrase. It's the first thing you'll see when you go to eqfit.org. You'll see equipping people to prosper, and then you'll see the process that we use to do that, which is assess, equip, align, and then succeed. When you look at this in the context of emotional complexity in the workplace, it is equipping people with the most important skill set to predict future success. That skill set is emotional intelligence. Why emotional intelligence? Because this skill set is the only one that will truly help people navigate emotions for better outcomes. Suppressing emotions will only lead to unwanted outcomes. When you keep something under pressure long enough and continue to add to the pressure, when the pressure limit is exceeded, you know what happens. Things blow up. And that is not pretty, and it is certainly not pretty in the workplace. Emoting all over people is an entirely different outcome that we don't want. That's when you get drama in the workplace. It's when you get a potentially uncomfortable environment in the workplace. The emotional burden that people are carrying has increased 300% in the last few years. This comes directly out of research done by Six Seconds, which is the world's largest emotional intelligence community and organization. This makes a lot of sense when you think of everything that has happened. COVID, changes in the workplace, schools being closed, mixed signals coming from just about every direction, and so much uncertainty. If we truly want high-performing teams, we have to start with creating the certainty that teams need to focus on what is most important. While we can't remove the emotional detractors that are present in people's lives, fear, anxiety, all of that, we can enter into a process of equipping people to navigate those emotions better. And that's what emotional intelligence and equipping people with emotional intelligence will do. It will give them a better way to navigate emotions for better outcomes, to increase their internal motivation, to raise their level of optimism, to have more empathy for other people, to set better direction for themselves, and so much more. The skills of emotional intelligence are incredibly powerful. And as so many well-known 
publications like Harvard Business Review and Forbes and others have said, it is the most important skill set needed for success going forward. People want to be successful, to achieve, to experience wins, and to celebrate those. So let us find ways to help them do just that. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Building Healthy Organizations by EQFIT. We do understand how the human brain works and how that impacts behavior and performance in the workplace. We also love hearing your suggestions and ideas. If you have a topic you'd like us to cover, please send us an email at info at gscfit.com. For more information and inspiration, check us out on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, and of course our website, eqfit.org.